0: Springsteen on Broadway is a solo acoustic performance written and performed by Tony Award, Academy Award, and 20-time Grammy Award winner Bruce Springsteen. Based on his worldwide best-selling autobiography, Born to Run, and nothing short of the theater event of the year, Springsteen on Broadway is a unique evening with Bruce, his guitar, a piano, his own stories, including a special appearance by Patti Scalfa. The intimate performance features personal anecdotes and songs, including Born to Run, Thunder Road, and Brilliant Disguise. And it is a terrific film. It will be premiering on Netflix this Sunday, December 16th. And we're honored to have with us uh, the director of Springsteen on Broadway, Tom Zimney. Tom, welcome to Film School.
1: Well, Well, thank you. It's great to chat with you.
0: Well, thank you so much. Well, tell me a little bit about your uh, your history with uh, Bruce Springsteen and sort of how this idea came about uh, for a, a Broadway production uh, of Bruce on stage telling his, his life story.
1: I've been working with uh, Bruce Springsteen and John Landau for the past 18 years. I started on a film called Live in New York uh, City, which was a concert film. And that was the first time I had worked with both of them as an editor. And um, in the past eighteen years, I've I've done many films with them, uh, from documentaries to music videos, to really dealing with a lot of the archive and and film side of Bruce's world. When I got to the place of working on Springsteen on Broadway, it started with a phone call from John Landau, who invited me to a series of rehearsals Bruce was having, a sort of workshop. he invited me to attend the shows and, and we started what I would say is our dialogue that we always have in, with these projects, which is sort of watching what's going on on stage and taking notes to what's happening with Bruce. And it was the beginning of the filming process for me for Springsteen on Broadway, which was literally just a call out of the blue with John saying, drop, drop by and, and, and see Bruce's rehearsal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, And the show evolved for many months and um, to the place of seeing it on Broadway. And working with Bruce and John, one of the things is that we have a dialogue where we talk about choices and and how those choices will capture the moment of Bruce's performances, but also the environment itself. And one of the things early on, I was talking with John Landau, and we walked around the theater together, and it was a great thing because we talked about the space and, and the way the sound came across in the film. And as a filmmaker, this is the important details for me, which is how things are played out both visually and sonically to get you into the space that you're there with Bruce in the theater. Mm -hmm. And that was a a key, key conversation throughout the uh, process.
0: You have the best seat in the house kind of uh, film. And one of the beautiful things about this kind of a film experience is because of the camera work because you have all of I'm sure you had a number of different cameras working uh in the production of this so you get to to see his facial expressions you get to see him playing the guitar you see his hands you see a lot of different things so it's a it's a it's a beautiful way to see him in person uh, to see this performance but are there in addition to what I just identified are there other sort of more specific issues with a small theater and uh, this sort of a, a film? Is there anything sort of as a, for our filmmakers, what are the things you, you, you talked a little bit about it, but I, is there any more detail that you could kind of sure. convey to us as how you're going to put together something that is at, at one point in immersive and at the other, in another way it is the big picture as well.
1: Well, really the, thing that i was thinking about a lot was what was going to be a a way to tell this story where the power of the camera could be used to what i thought is its best abilities where it doesn't take you out of the moment and in some ways i want the camera and editing to be invisible and i want the language of the film not to resemble the traditional comedy show language or the language of a concert film, where you settle on camera shots that feel familiar, and your brain reads the visual landscape pretty pretty early on in the production, and it knows what to expect. Right. I wanted each song to have its own unique feel without being too noticeable. I wanted it to be felt, but stylistically not be something that took you out of the narrative. And I really played up points of when I would be in close-up and storyboarded ideas of what a certain sound on the guitar should be shot visually, like what kind of jokes should be played in a wide, and also the idea that there be a limited amount of editing, that the camera itself would be moving to change the shot size. And in changing the shot size, you can increase the power of the delivery. Landing on a line, when to land on that in a close-up, or when to play a joke in a wide. Those are all the things that I discuss and also have conversations about deeply in the edit room with John and Bruce, mm-hmm. because a simple joke can, can lose its power if it's in a close up as opposed to playing it out in wide, where you see the physical side of Bruce. And one of the key things as a filmmaker is I wanted to be able to cover all the angles but at the same time, I wanted to be invisible to Bruce so that he could communicate with the audience and my energy would never interfere with the show. And it wasn't a thing that I had operators. I hired cinematographers. I had one, I would say, chief cinematographer, who was Joe DeSalvo, who has an amazing eye and worked with me in the past on projects with Bruce, uh, Hunter of Invisible Game. And he sat with me and we discussed shots and storyboarded up moments. But then I also sat with my other cameramen and showed them the film and discussed their moments. And each camera person had specific beats that were very important to capture the narrative. As a filmmaker, you don't want to be putting your signature on it in a way that takes it away from the quiet and the intensity of Bruce's performance. In many ways, I'm just trying to get in sync with Bruce on stage and the cameraman had to do that too, which means that they had to be listening, had to be feeling the music and had to be listening to the smaller moments because it's not a stadium event that gives you the opportunity to cut to drums or a crowd moment. This is as intense as the editing or dir- directing I saw on The Wire as an editor or any other dialogue scene. This is solely a man on stage with a microphone and a guitar. And for that, I needed to have the language of film as opposed to the language of a, a comedy show or a concert film.
0: I would put it in these terms. The minute you become aware of the camera you're starting to lose the audience in, in many cases. Sometimes camera work can be so creative that it's sort of, it's an enticement. But in this setting, in the way you're describing it, I never felt like, I I noticed the camera. And and I think that's what you you were talking about in terms of... Uh, the, that's, the,
1: that's exactly, the, the in, in the editing and, and the camera work, I'm hoping for it to be invisible. And there's been a lot of people who've talked about the power of the close-up with this film. And it's funny because it's the power, really, of Bruce's eyes. Yes, the camera is close at times, and it's giving you a different point of view. It's actually crossing over the experience of sitting in the seats and bringing you onto the stage. But the language of that is very deliberate when it does it and how. There's actually many shots that are wide that give you the full environment, an overhead shot that gives you the higher seats point of view. So these choices are really important in keeping it, both personal, intimate, but also not forgetting the space itself. One of the biggest things that John talked to me about at length and early on was the idea of not showing the audience, and and that is quite helpful because I I really agree with him on that, and Bruce is in sync with that, which is you don't want to be tying it to any specific moment or individual's reaction. You want a sense of the audience, but it's best if the film can convey that the viewer's there. Right, participating with Bruce.
0: Right. And it, and I'll tell you, for me, uh, again, at the end of the very, very end of the film, you see, uh, you get a sense of how big the theater is. It's a small theater by by Broadway standards. I think it's 900 and something seats. But you don't have, I really felt like he was in a nightclub when I was watching this. That's how it felt it, to me.
1: Yeah. You know, the one of the conversations in the edit room with John and Bruce was early on was, how do we capture this sonically? And And I had an amazing team that worked with me with John Cooper and Bob Clearmountain. John Cooper recorded the show and Bob mixed it. And the beauty of their work comes across in the film because sonically they captured the presence of the theater, the sound of the acoustic guitar. And when you put that against picture, as a film director and an editor, it brings it to a new level Mm -hmm. when you make an edit and you hear the ring of the guitar. You hear the sound of Bruce's voice off mic or on mic. Um, The power of those sonic choices uh, really came across in the film and and also gave you that experience of a small theater, not a stadium. And hearing Bruce's boots walk across the stage, those are the kind of notes that I took when I was invited and I saw the show many times. And There's a a thing that's really hard to describe, which is that emotional arc that happens in the show, where you go on that journey with Bruce. And as a filmmaker, this is a great challenge. How are we going to get that? How are we going to convey that in the language, but also how are we going to shoot it so that the lights read as they do on the stage? So I did a lot of tests where I, I worked with the cinematographer, Joe DeSalvo, and we really looked at things and said, you know, if we pull back lights a certain percentage here, they're going to read better on camera. Let's look at the depth of field. Let's look at the detail. All these things were discussions. and. Again, uh, my collaboration with John and Bruce, they're right there, and both of them have a real strong visual background and at this point in eighteen years, we're able to have this shorthand that makes these films really exciting
0: i, I want to talk about um, the performance. I want to talk about so bruce as a as an artist, then John as well as a collaborator. but i want to, one more one or two more quick questions is sort of the technical sure. side of this. How many cameras did you have? this is one performance how many performances did you shoot to get this one performance
1: i filmed two performances okay and the majority of it came from the second night okay but the cameras that i used were nine cameras and and i also worked with dollies and a, a technocrane that could help convey the language that i wanted a dolly that could go across the front of the stage and also give me the opportunity to change shot size while moving the camera from left to right. Mm-hmm. And then had cameras placed on the sides of the stage so that you could shoot directly to, in front of Bruce while he's on the piano, but also so you get this straight point of view of his face in close-up, but also could go wide where I had other cameras that could show the establishment of, of where he sits and how it looks from back. You know, a lot of that was pre-planned, not a lot of it, all of it was pre-planned, and there would be moments that I would storyboard and say, well, camera three, this is your moment within these songs, and it had notes, and I talked to each individual camera um, on headset, had a view of it, but I wasn't calling, like, a live show. I was going to want It I was, was a quiet, to. deliberate, okay. directed moment.
0: Okay fantastic i mean this is this is great because what you're describing sounds like a, a great collaborative environment as you're there you and john and bruce have a, a particular vision about how you want this to to overall to look and to feel and then it sounds like you just from there you took it and you you trusted the people in that theater in shooting this thing feels intimate but it's at the same time it feels like there's a big picture here of Bruce Springsteen. Um, I'm seeing the arc of, I'm hearing and in, in enjoying the, the arc of his journey as, a, as an artist, as a, a young man, as, you know, all the things that he talks about in the film that are at least as important as the songs. And um, I want to sort of segue into, it feels like some of these stories were, were scripted in the sense that just to, to make sure that all the stories had their own internal arc. But it also does feel like there's some spontaneity in his performance. Tell me if, if that's an, an accurate assessment. There
1: is spontaneity in all the moments that, you know, Bruce might have a scripted moment that comes either from his autobiography or it's a scripted moment for the show. But he is constantly in the moment. As a filmmaker, I see that he's in the moment responding and nothing is exactly the same from night to night. So you have to be ready to capture something that you weren't planning for. And one, of the, one of the things that happened early on in the film were the first night, uh, Bruce handed me a new set list, and he had a song, Long Time Coming, added to the set list, and it was minutes before we started, and that wasn't something that uh, the night before we had planned on doing, and all of a sudden it was in the set list. There was this great moment of dialogue where Bruce was reflecting on his life, and he got very emotional, and we were able to capture it on the cameras in a way that reminds me of the things that John Landau and Bruce have said to me throughout the years, which is, we well, you plan a lot, but you're ready to have something just happen and unfold. And that's something that they've taught me as a director throughout the years, which is a lot of pre-production, but be open to whatever the film or music gods throw you in that moment. Yeah.
0: I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Tom Zimney. He is the director of the new film Springsteen on Broadway. It is uh, premiering December 16th uh, on Netflix, and check it out. Yeah, this is a, an experience. I I have seen um, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in concert. Uh, there was nothing like it. I've ne- never heard a band quite as powerful from the stage as that band was, and uh, and this this particular uh, project is just as powerful in a different kind of way. And uh, let's talk a little bit about sort of uh, Bruce Springsteen as an artist and sort of at this this what he talks about on stage, going back to his roots in New Jersey and becoming a man and and sort of dealing with his family and all the different things that come with a family and uh, just it's a beautiful, wonderful, intimate, I don't know if an artist—I was trying to think of an artist while I was watching this film that has been on stage a, a rock musician, certainly. I can't think of one that has been as open and as vulnerable as he is in this in this film. It, it, can you think of any—, any pre- Well,
1: there's really been—no, you know, in, in answering the question, has there been anything like this before, I really didn't have a reference to an artist this way that— would would be talking and, and and introducing ideas and stories on stage in this manner and the, and then also the body of work and the music that right. there was no reference that I could turn to and and say, you know, this this is how this was done. And I really had to trust my gut and also trust the dialogue I have with John and Bruce in the past eighteen years where um, you know, the Bruce is when you're around him working and, and, and also being with John, it's I'm taking many of the cues from the performances of Bruce and 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 looking at the details of how they're changing, what he's honing in with the show. And then also sitting in there sitting in that theater and, and experiencing it as best as I can the best way that I can as a viewer.
0: Yeah.
1: So when you take in all those you wear all those different hats, then you hopefully end up with something that makes people feel who have seen the show that they recognize the power of the moment but also if you haven't seen the show you got a sense of it and something a little bit more that only film can give you and that kind of was my goal as a film director which was to honor bruce's show as much as possible without getting in the way and hopefully uh give the viewer something else and and i think with the collaboration of john and bruce for me that um this was my favorite project of working with them and the experience was wonderful
0: well, it's funny. I, I think it's very important what you said about watching this as a viewer, because we've known Bruce Springsteen since the you know the early '80s. We've he's been in our lives for thirty-five, almost forty years now. So, it, it there we may feel like we know all we know all we need to know about Bruce Springsteen. But I think by being a viewer first and watching this as you know and then being a filmmaker as part of this process, I think that's a really important step that you you took in order to be able to to understand in you know have a slightly different perspective on all of it. It's a yeah, it's beautiful. it's a beautiful film to watch. Thanks yeah I, I was trying to think of you know other films that I've seen you know sort of monologue type films swimming to Cambodia. Uh, there, there. This sort of there's a reminder of that sort of that uh, on stage, vulnerable, naked. In terms of your sort of emotionally naked, and and that sense of watching something unfold that you're not quite sure where it's going to go. And with with Bruce and his Bruce Springsteen and the story of his life, again, there, are, there. This is colors in the details and why he is such a passionate artist, someone who cares so much about his art and it comes across in his words but it also comes across in the performances which by the way are quite wonderful a lot of these songs probably we've never heard a, a, in a um an acoustic setting like this and those give it a, a, another dimension of power so it's a it's a terrific watch i i i, I seriously I, I congratulations on all of it well
1: thank you thank you so much yeah I, I would actually just one thing i wanted to say is yeah you know thinking back with john and bruce um this film, we went through so many different movies as references to discuss and working with them. There's classic Hollywood films and, you know, there's discussion at times of, of, of silent films like Gance's Napoleon mm-hmm. or, you know, classic noir films where the lighting schemes worked a certain way. Um, working with both of them, a, they're both very steeped in the history of, of film and that shorthand is an important reference for both of us to uh, you know for john and bruce and myself in the cutting room to have that dialogue and you know when i think back on spring scene on broadway we ran the full gamut from the last Waltz to the searchers to abogat napoleon So, you know there's there's not one single reference to draw from but those are the influences and right. in the universe that we kind of draw to So, with the, with this kind of project it's been a lot of fun as a, as a filmmaker, I, I'm excited that the idea of Netflix having this out there in the world yep. so it can make um, Bruce available to a lot of people around the world and, and, like yourself, could have those moments and memories with the music and, and, and the stories that go with it.
0: Yeah, thank you for reminding. I thank wanna you. Remind our, yeah, for, I want to remind our audience, again, it's premiering on Netflix on Sunday night, uh, December 16th, uh, and we'll obviously, once it's on Netflix, it's on Netflix for uh, for a while, but try to check it out. Uh, as soon as you can. Sunday night it will be on. And uh, Tom Zimney, I, I really appreciate your time today and all my Great best talking. to you. Yeah, as well. And all my best to you and to uh, the entire team and uh, thank you so much for being here and uh, part of Film School. Thank you, sir.